welcome to Board Game Basics, episode number 12. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. This week we're talking about Australia. The Z stands for zombie, if you're wondering. Yeah. Mastermind and Boggle Slam. Okay, so... First up we're going to talk about is Australia with the Z for zombie. Yes, now this is a game we're excited about because we kickstarted this, our first ever kickstarter kickstarter game and it's here so i remember when i saw the um when we did our kickstarter episode and i was looking and then i saw the box cover for it and it has the um guy looking out at cthulhu oh yeah with the i've mentioned that already yeah it's pretty cool and it's so cool because the box where the two binoculars are Mm reflect back like the glass in the binoculars is reflecting back at you it's so cool we have played you've played this five times yeah i've played this three times and we've beaten the old ones we did beat them once just on our last game because we killed cthulhu so the, the first two games i played solo it took a bit of getting used to working out how to get your engine building and then attack these old ones because if you don't have them revealed, at least, they're going to score points against you and it makes it impossible. At the end, they actually score for um, double the amount of face values on, of unreview, re, unrevealed old one tiles still on the board. Yeah, I know. So, that, so we, that's... Had, we had Cthulhu wandering out once <laughs> and we couldn't kill him. I know. Um, anyway, we can get to that in a minute. Mm. So... How about we just give a quick overview of the game? Right. So, Australia, this is coming from the rule book. I'll just give a quick readout. Australia is a military economic adventure game for one to four players. You start with a port on the coast of Australia. From there, you will build railways into the hinterland to allow you to mine resources and establish farms. You have a player board that represents the resources and military units that are present in your port. So that's your little board. Each player gets um, one of those. You actually can do the western or the eastern. Oh, yeah, that's right. So The western barracks or the eastern barracks. They did get... I think that was became one of the stretch goals when we were kickstarting. Yeah, it's pretty, it. they got it's to, pretty cool because the, um, the one that we've done, we've only done eastern, I think. Yeah, we only stuck to the eastern. So that's a good point. So when you're setting up, make sure you set it up. Eastern side with your eastern side on your board. And if you do eastern side, it costs an extra time to do railway through mountains. That's right. Yeah, they make the other one you get to build two rails twice with no extra cost. Yep. So everything you do in the game costs time. You become the active player when your disc is the lowest placed one on the time track. You then take one of your cubes from your headquarters and place it on the action boxes of your player board. Well, not everything costs action. time. The one thing that doesn't cost time. So once you re- re- recruited help, oh. one of those personality cars, if you play it, it doesn't cost anything. Right, yeah. you got to play it at the one time, that time it can. So, so every action will have a time point um, cost. Some are one, some are three. And some are, depending on how many you do. Yeah, that's right. So, attack on farmers. So, Australia is a big country and railways are critical for many things, such as mining, establishing farms and allowing your military units to attack the old ones, which have come to the Australian desert. The way the story, the 
backstory goes is after 1888 they were all banished from Europe and England and they all came and settled in the desert of Australia and sort of laid dormant and safe down here with some of their loyalists but then as we all got our technology and people started moving to Australia and then moving inland they started getting cranky and then they rose out of the desert to attack everyone. Oh, they attacked... We attacked them before. Yeah, well, we want to attack them first. So, uh, what else? Um, every Establishing farms will reward you with gold and victory points, but you've got to be careful not to let mm. the old ones come and take them. And you need the gold because that is what That's buys you your buy you military. Units. And also, if you already have that a cube on that action, you've got to pay a gold to do it again. Yeah, it costs you an extra gold. Unless so. you retrieve all your cubes. Yep. So, in our first couple of games, we were battling... We were more worried about beating each other, forgetting to kill the old ones. Well, I was trying to not forget about... The um, second one we played, I was trying to not forget about the old ones because I had this card that's an end-of-game scoring one and you get plus one for every old one you've killed. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm not forgetting about the old ones. So, another thing is the personalities we were just talking about, they have a whole heap of different skills and abilities mm. and resources to help you achieve your goal, your goals. So, some might say, get two gold, I'll two just, ore, and I'll just talk two about iron, and two stone. what I've got on this um, player aid card. Yep. So, um, with the, so, you can build two railway, which mm. you have to do. Mm-hmm. Linking coastal or outback hexes costs two time points. Plus one coal and iron, and with the going through the building two rails anywhere, including hills, hills of the green, costs three time points, plus one coal and one iron, and then you can mine. Mine, yep. Which you have you can do twice, but um, you have to put a cube on each one. Mine take all of the one resource from one hex. So the resources are coal, iron, gold, and phosphate. Can I just say something about this card? Yeah. Um, with that mine, there's actually this card that benefits you when you mine. Oh, one of the personalities. You get to take an extra coal or an extra iron or an extra gold but not phosphate when you mine it. Right, okay. And, and that costs one time point. Something just looking here I didn't know. If you go to get a personality card as your action to recruit... Yeah, I actually read can, this and I knew, realized You can pay that. one gold to take two cards from the pile. Look at them. And take one and replace the other. Um, I thought that was actually pretty interesting when I read it, but I'm not. I'm not going to spend my gold just for that. No, no, neither would I. Okay, quickly the other actions. All right, so recruit help. Take one personality. Take one personality card from the display, or pay one gold to draw two cards and keep one. Cost one time point. Okay. Farming farm must match the type of land. The land. The the type of land. The hex must be empty apart from railway. It has to have railway. And it can only go... Corn can only go on the coastal. Mm-hmm. Sheep can only go in the where the old ones normally are. And the cows have to go where mm-hmm. you pre- spend three times to go through. In the hills. And um, you, it costs one time point per farm place. Take one gold for each place. Mm-hmm. Only place one of each type. So it costs a fair bit to put your farms out. So... And the problem is that the old ones tend to want to go and but, but, hit them. Um, 
but and then it's they a also waste. go to the port sometimes. I remember the last game we had, all the old ones were going to you. So I put a farm at my port, <laughs> where exactly where my port was, and I'm like, this is never going to get blighted. No, just so you could get the extra points at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and the other thing so was the, the military. So the other action is, buy a military unit. I actually worked this thing out, or up to two infantry. You can pay one for one gold or two for two gold. I told you that, but you didn't believe counts. me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Um, and the next one is import. Take one coal slash iron or export. Sell one coal slash iron for gold. Cost one time point, And you get to perform it twice, whatever one you do. Yep. So you so, can basically get mm. trade two coal for two gold. I'll talk about the next one that I was going to say net last. Mm-hmm. Retrieve cubes. But all you use cubes back in your HQ. Cost one time point. And then this is the last one because you might need to look in there for, for something about it. Attack. One, move your units to your force. Two, pay the time cost. See player board. Well, the interesting thing is trains and airships don't cost any time. And you they've got... When you battle. Airships have four off rail range. Yeah. But trains have to stay on your... Yeah, like, so trains have to... The, mm, the old one has to be on the yeah. track, whereas they can be four away with your airship. Yeah, but... And they don't cost to play. So. And airships only take damage from airship symbols. Three, decide where to attack. Four, resolve the combat. Yeah. Normally, we do decide how many units we put out with our... um By what level it is, plus. And the good thing is, uh, on this uh, player aid thing, is it tells you... What's, what old what's one good against an old what one? will defeat it. So these are the things that you can buy. Yep. Infantry, armored car, train, artillery, and an airship. Yep. So they're all the the ways to attack yeah. the old one. So you've got to build up your your force so that you can send them out to. If you don't, if you don't take care of the old ones, you don't get a score big enough to beat them. And the aim of the game really is to kill them. Some of these cards let you do automatic damage. Like, if you put an artillery out and a car out, which I did once, I got two automatic damage put out. Yeah. And I did that, so I did that every time, and I took a lot of damage. You did. So then at the, uh, once we get to, what's the number when the old ones come out? 23? 22. 22, that's right. The old ones are... Coming out of the desert. And, and also then... when you're setting up, here's something really weird. Yeah. Um, so if another one has to go on top of another one, its level get up its level gets upgraded. But if it's already a level three, nothing happens. Oh, when you're setting up, yes, because to start the game you've got to set up the the hexes by putting out survey tiles on the located triangles. Yeah, and that gives you that puts gold, coal and phosphate and they set out where the old ones and are coal. and where the resources are. Mm. Um, so then you get through the game, you, you're playing along, you, you come to the old one, you leapfrog it, and then the old one becomes active at his next chance. Well, both people have to leapfrog. Yeah, when you have every leapfrog, because the last person is always the next person, so then the old one will go. And but every time they get to a... If there's a person in front of the stack, and you've got a stack, the person on top's the last person. Yeah, the person on top is the next person to go. So if you have the old one moves forward and there's a every second hex is every second time point circle is a lighter color Which, they have to draw a time card as we yeah. call them but if there's some out they use a movement card 
Yeah, if they... And then... But, well, first of all, say they move to 23, if that's the one that they have to draw a time card, they draw the time card. Now, that'll say no event, or it might say reveal the lowest... Um, well, that The old one on, on the lowest hex. And do six for its movement, yeah, or just reveal harder. the old one in the lowest hex. Yeah. Or another one, reveal the lowest old one... Reveal the old one in the lowest hex, and everyone goes back one time point. Oh, yeah, we had or, that one. Um, reveal the old one in the lowest hex and take a personality card going in player order. So it would be... Yeah, like, they, were, they were little bonus cards that were yeah, in there. Yeah, I like those ones. So we we, we we move it along. We Okay, we've revealed an old one. Then the old one moves. You then have to take two of the old one deck and it will... Have a picture of every old one. But that's now, if only that old once you've leaped from is the circled, old ones. If the old one is circled... With white? It moves one. That's and only then, if it's circled with white. Yep. And then if it has... And then for the second movement, if it needs to move again, so it can move twice each time. Mm. And the deck is made so that the faster moving ones can move faster and the slower ones will move a bit slower. But the so my guys Mugos move really fast. Then, Migos. if they land on you, oh, then there's a Migos. combat. I hate those Migos. My, my, yeah, my go, whatever you say, oh, I don't I know. I hate those. They, they move really fast, and they take... They don't take much damage, but most of them do, but they're really hard to defeat. The hard one I found was the, the temple we left. We tried to attack mm. it, but we didn't do a very good job. And then, bang, out popped Cthulhu, just, in, just on the edge of the board of where he could mm. be. Came straight to our port. Boom, dead. Your port. I know, I know, my port. But so, also, you've got to watch those temples. You can't actually you really use two things against temples. I'm not going to say where those, what those are. I'll let you go. I'll let you work it out for yourself. The uh, the temples are where they they come and spawn. Mm. Uh, what do they say here? The the old ones are a spacefaring race, having the ability to move between dimensions. Their temples are portals between different worlds. Where possible, a temple should be destroyed before something terrible can enter through the gateway like a Cthulhu. They give you a lot of damage, <laughs> but they're really hard to defeat. So, I think that pretty much gives um, a quick overview of the game. And then, there, so the game then ends immediately when any of these things happen. Ports, or you lose all your... Cent- no, not... All, all the lose. discs, including the old one's disc, have reached or passed 53 on the time track. And once a player has reached or passed 53, that player's finished. They don't take any further actions. So we were trying to get our moves yeah. up to 54 and then go bang and attack with five. 52. A 52, yeah, and then go and attack. Um. So I was like... Well, I was no, no, no. five Hold away on. from her, Hold on. and I was going to do an attack of five, but I did an attack of four, and then it gave me another time to do an attack. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the other thing, just quickly, is one player has lost their port to the old one. Once you lose your port to the old one, game over. Not if you lose a farm. No, farms are just blighted, but if you lose your port. And then you go on to score, just uh I'll read to out explain. the scoring here. So, yep. um... So we score, not the old ones, each productive farm that hasn't been blighted is worth two, each phosphate is three, 
victory point tokens in hand, which are those purple things with numbers on it. Yep, which you get if two people have battled an old mm. one and say, I've done half the damage and you've done half the damage, we'll split split it. you got to split it. Oh, you got to split it between everyone that's done damage. And then if there's an extra, the person who's done the most takes it. That's right. Mm. Okay, and what else? Have. And um, and any old one tiles? Victory points for old ones you killed. Mm-hmm. Bonus for personality cards. So um, I had to... You know, Gain a victory point for every old one old or one. every train line, every three train lines or stuff. Okay, and then the old ones, ones then score. Each blighted farm equals one victory point. Mm-hmm. Face value of revealed old one tile still on the board. Yep. This is the this is the one that you really do not want to come up. Oh, I know. Times two value face of the unrevealed old ones tiles still on the board when we came across it we were attacking them all yeah the last game and there was only one left and it was only a zombie so it gave yeah him, so that gave it gave him four, four points. points but if it was cthulhu who you hadn't found on the board which we killed already but if you didn't find him and he would be then worth 30 points to the um uh, old ones or 24 points or yeah something. so so um, you got we to actually really killed him in the last him. one we're like yes Yes, that's the one we defeated him in. We killed Cthulhu and there's only one left. I know. Uh, Now, what can we talk about? So, talking about Cthulhu, we have gotten the Kickstarter one. Metal Cthulhu. The nice, big metal Cthulhu. And everything really in this game's tiles. Or um, the resources are like a plastic. Yeah, Um, so... Really nice plastic. Nice plastic coloured phosphate or coal or... The gold, gold looks like it's real gold. Yeah, I know. You want to go mining that. Yeah. Um, every I, every time I always start at Ballarat, and that's normally <laughs> where all the gold is literally directly somewhere above but that. It seems to have been when we've set it up. So I'm like, I'm stuck. So every t- once you've Ballarat set it up. Ballarat being an old gold mining mm, place in That's the, pretty much the, the, the only place I ever go. Yeah. And, uh, and plus the old ones are far away from you there as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so... And then the steel is some little wooden um, blocks. Yeah, they're pretty cool, though. Each player gets their own little wooden player cubes. Fantastic. Um, the tiles are a nice thick cardboard. Yeah, they're actually... The tiles are really detailed. Yeah, yeah, the pictures and are And it amazing. has a little We've, clip on the Kickstarter ones. Yeah, no, yeah, no. The, the, red the, clip. the clips are actually for... If you want, if say you've been going along... What about the red clips? Yeah, the little red clips, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, if you've been going along and beating the old ones too easily, um, before setup, you can remove the seven survey tiles that have a red clip, um, and you will find that the old ones, um, you will find that you have more old ones to deal with. So the ones with the red clip, if you were to go it. through, probably don't have many old ones pop up on them. Mostly and resources. And all the others do, yeah. I don't, I don't really ever want to take those out. So that's for insane level, and to do the insane level, you also remove all of the empty tiles, the kangaroo tiles. What? Plus, with the um, X and XX cards, so you can make the game really, with really hard X-X. over time. But the X and XX ones don't look too hard. They're oh, like yeah. a basic level one. Well, now that's a medium so. level, that one. So that's the, the next step up. So the XX ones don't look too hard. So the pieces look really good. The artwork we think's great. Yes, I love the artwork, the pieces, everything looks awesome. And the names on the board, I was really um, um happy to see were all yeah uh, yeah Aboriginal Ballarat's names. an Aboriginal name. Yeah, a lot, all of the uh, 
the names that are used on the board uh, are all can indigenous. I say something about when we were playing it? So um, one of us was battling a zombie, and um, neither of us were doing damage. So we said, "I'm when we don't do any damage to it." So the zombie's standing there with its head on its side, like, and you're saying, and it's like you're saying, "I'm warning you, I will get you," and then it's like, well, you flick your next card over and you do a damage. You're like, I've warned you, you should listen <laughs> and get out of here. Yes, I know. And and then we did withdraw. Once we learned that you could withdraw from the yeah. combat, so you can withdraw before you turn the card over um, and just pull your players back to your deck. Or you can just pull your airship back or everything else except Just airship. before they die. So that made it a lot easier. And then that's what I did against those temples. I like went do three damage and come back, then do another three damage, then would have been killed. Yeah, because that gave us. Otherwise, we were spending all our time buying the forces. Mm. Whereas when we could save them a bit, we could bring them back. Yeah. And uh, um, we found out that it's best to have one of everything. Yeah, at least one of everything. Well, when it's an infantry, best to buy two because you get money out of it. Only cost one time to buy two of those. The um, and the sanity tokens. Now that's something. So <laughs> Cthulhu will send you insane. Mm. Also, the one below the Shoggoth. The Shoggoth will send um, you insane as well. I was making this little thing every time it's sunny. It's like I was doing like these little noises to the yeah. when when it's a battle and I was and when it was the um, Shoggoth moving, it would be like yeah, I know. and when it was um one of them sending you insane using a sanity, it would be like <laughs> so yeah, though, and the temples also were the yeah. were giving us some sanity, san- losing they our give sanity. You two, pretty much every time they give you two. Well, not every time, but pretty much. So. Okay, so if we go through a bit further now, um, we talked about our little Kickstarter metallic. Cthulhu that we got, that heavy little thing. We just plonk him on the board and we're like, we've got to take him out. It's so cool. We put his card where his special spot is. Yeah, we put his card on the board Mm. and then we put our tokens there. And we worked out on one of these cards, that time cards, that um, the, how do you say it? Assassin. Assassin. Assassination. Yeah. Um, It's actually the loyalist shooting Oh, and it, yeah, looks, right. it looks a bit disgusting when you see oh, it. Oh, yeah, I never looked at that card until you I said looked about at it, it and really, the bullet coming out. I, re- I looked at it really closely and I realised that it was the <laughs> loyalist. Yeah, did it freak you out? It freaked me out. <laughs> it freaked me out the first time I saw that card because it's bullet going I'm through. sure they'll be glad to know that. Okay, now uh, I guess our game review. What, 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 what do you give it? A rating, I mean? What, what, what do you give the game out of 10? Uh, out of the few times you've played it, which has sat on our table for a week and we keep Wait, going I keep setting it. it. I'm like, can we play? I'm like, I just look at you and like, yes, we can play Australia. Yes, I know. So, like, so what Yay. do you think it's, as a score out of 10? I really like it. I'm, I'm going to give it a 9 at this point because oh. I think it's great. And being from Australia, we have a bit of a mm. connection. We, we know the places, which is really nice. And what about you? I'm between... I want to say 10, but I also want to say 9.5, oh. not being too high. So you really like it? Yeah, I, yeah, reckon, I'll go really with cool. te- I reckon I'll go with 10, because the artwork, the um, playing, the... Um, oh, I can't It doesn't remember, take too long but, to play. 
everything's just so cool with it. Like, I'm like... Yeah, so you really like it. Yeah. Well, that's our rating. And so it says it takes from 30, 30 minutes to uh, two hours. So it's basically 30 minutes a player, I'm guessing. Um, it's, they say for 13 plus, one to four players. You're only nine. Yeah, that's And 30. You, you love it. Took us a couple of goes to get the hang of it, but uh, you love it. I got so a hang go. of it. The second time we played it, I was like, I've got the hang of this now. Yes. Okay. You get the hang of it pretty quickly, though. I think we've pretty much covered off on Australia. We, yep. we, we didn't get into the, the how to read the combat cards too much, but I think it's something you really need to have in front of you. Mm. Um, if I just was to quickly have a look, so each on the combat card, uh, it's got each old one in the middle, and then if any have circles it, for movement. If it's well, During combat, they can't move. Not for the combat, but for their movement turn. Mm. And then when it becomes combat... It also then has anything on the left in the white side as damage you have done to them. And then on the other side, damage they have done to you. So if I just look here on this card, um, the Cthulhu does no damage. I do no damage to Cthulhu, but he takes one of my sanities. Um, the good, the probably one of the best cards in it is Count Jargo, because he gives you an extra sanity at the, cut, the start. Yes, you like that one, but well, no, I had that one because I'm I'm like, oh, you're so lucky, oh, Daddy, and I was like, please defeat this one. I don't want the end game to end now. I want to kill Cthulhu, then I get my <laughs> nine victory point or my twelve, depending on how much damage I do uh, funny. and how much you do. All right, well, that I think we better stop there. We've already been going for ages, so um, well, twenty-five minutes. So we better finish up on Australia right there. Well. I reckon Definitely we've just done a me. whole episode about Australia. Oh, I know. That's because we love it. Mm. It's, so, it's so good. I definitely recommend Do you reckon we'll put, put anything else in this episode? Yeah. I definitely recommend getting your hands on it and mm. uh, giving it a go. If you know someone that's got it, we've got it. If you want to borrow it, We only got it a week or two ago. I oh, know. It's great fun. And we're not allowed to eat on the table or anything just because we've got it set up there. Yeah, still. I know. Oops. We've got to eat everywhere else. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Mastermind. Yes. It's uh, it's on BGG. It's called Mastermind New. It's actually for two to five players. Yep. On the made. board it says now up to two to five play- players. It's made by Parker Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it was made in... 2004. 2004. It That's plays one, in anyway. 30 minutes. Well, not when we do it normally. <laughs> uh, age is eight plus. Eight plus for and age. And weight is 1.7. 1.7, 1.5. And did you say the rating? No, I haven't said the rating yet. So the rating is 5.7. Okay. So we enjoy playing this game. I remember Mm. playing this game as a kid when I'd go to my grandma's. We played it like 10 times the other day. I know. It was fun, wasn't it? Mm, uh, Because we thought we were going to do the podcast on the weekend. Such a simple little game and... We haven't played it for ages, mm. and when you get it out, you go, oh, that's fun. Uh, play I again. could, I play could again. remember the rules when we didn't have it out, and now I actually remember the rules. It, it was right in the top of my head when I, wasn't, when I haven't forgot about that we had it. 
I didn't remember about the rules. Now I remember about the rules. Okay, so now just a bit of a history. Um, so off of Wikipedia, I'm reading now, but it says that the game is based on an older paper-based game called Bulls and Cows. Um, there was a computer adaptation of which was run on Cambridge's Cambridge University's Titan computer system where it was called Moo. Um, this version was written by Dr. Frank King. There was also another version for the TSS-8 time-sharing system, written by J.S. Felton. I don't know. And finally, a version for Multix system. Anyway, so the modern um, game with pegs was invented in 1970 um, by um, can I just Mord- say something? Mordecai Mer- Merowitz. Can I just say something? Yep. So, you know, with Mastermind, how it's M-A-S-T-E-R-M. I-N-D. Yeah. The I is one of the pegs. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and he was an Israeli postmaster and telecommunications expert. Uh, he presented the idea to many major toy companies, but after showing it at the Nuremberg International Toy Fair, it was picked up by a plastics company, Invicta Plastics, um, in the UK. Invicta purchased all the rights to the game, and the founder, uh, Mr. Edward Jones Fenley, refined the game further. It was released in 1971-72. Since 1971, the rights to Mastermind have been held by Invicta Plastics. Um, Invicta always named the game Mastermind. They originally manufactured it themselves, though they have since licensed its manufacturer to Hasbro Worldwide, worldwide, with the but, exception um, of Pressman. The version we've got is Parker Brothers. Um, who have the manufacturing rights to the United States and Israel, respectively. Starting in 1973, the game box featured a photograph of a well-dressed, distinguished-looking man seated in the foreground with a woman standing behind him. The two amateur models, Bill Woodward and Cecilia Fung, reunited in June 2003 to pose for another publicity photo. That's pretty funny. You'd probably remember if you're my vintage. But we've got the... um, That that was a little bit of the history. We've got the one that's apparently called Mastermind New. Yeah. We don't call it that. We just call it Mastermind. Mastermind. It's the same game. It's just... This has this one... Swivels around on a little um, mm. holder in the middle, like and you can rotate table. it. Yeah, like a turntable, you we can always, rotate it around. We always rotate it around, but we have to shift it a little bit. Yeah, that way it can rotate to each player. And also, the bit I like compared to the old game back in the day, this one has um, the person who's setting the code has a little handheld device. You spin them around with little uh, knobs to which one you want, and there you go. You can hold it in your hand and no one will know. Okay, so the rules and gameplay now. Okay, so there you so go. A There's a decoding, decoding board yep. with a shield at one end covering a row of four large holes. And 12 or 10 or 8 or 6 additional rows containing four large holes next to a set of four small holes. Code pegs of six different colours with round heads, which will be placed in the large holes on the board and and just says end, and then it has a dot point key okay. pegs. Okay, let me have a look here. 
Oh yeah, so the the, the colors are pink, pink. yellow, yep. orange, grey, mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. and red. Yep, and blue. And blue. But the six. Yeah. Pink. Have a look on there. Count how many there are. Pink. No. Orange, blue, white, red, green, green. Okay, so the two players, anyway, the two players decide in advance how many games they will play. It must be an even number. One player becomes the code maker, the other the code breaker. The code maker chooses a pattern of four code pegs. Duplicates and blanks are allowed depending on player choice. So the player could even choose four code pegs of the same color or what, four blanks. In the instance that blanks are not elected to be a part of the game, the code breaker may not use blanks in order to finish the final We don't code. have any blanks on this. No, we don't do blanks. We just have white. The chosen pattern is placed in the four holes and covered by the shield, but ours has a little holder. The code breaker tries to guess the pattern in both order and color within 12 or 10 or 8 turns. Each guess is made by placing a row of code pegs on the board. Well, and once it depends placed, on how many things there are on your board. Yeah. The code maker provides um, feedback from by placing, well, on ours, on the old one, you place little pegs in, but ours, you pull the little lever out on the side, the little slide bar. And, but you place the pegs in for your guess. Yeah, place your pegs in for your guess. Too. But you, yep. when, when they're is, both fully pulled out to four, that's when you got your code right. Yeah, so it's got white for the um, correct guess, uh, correct colour, and red for in the right spot. Um, if there are dupli- duplicate colours in the guess, they cannot all be awarded a key peg unless they correspond to the same number of duplicate colours in the hidden code. So therefore, if you if the hidden code is white, white, black, black, and the player guesses white, 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 black, the code maker will award two coloured peg key pegs for the c- two correct whites. And nothing for the third white, as there's not a third white in the code. <clears throat> and a coloured key peg for the black... No indication is given that the we fact don't that have there are black. also a we second We have black. grey. Yeah. So then once your feedback is given, you get to make another guess, and it keeps going on until the end of the board. Or if they get it right. So the code maker gets one point for each guess a code code breaker makes. And the code maker... Yeah, so each point a code breaker makes. An extra point is earned by the code maker if the code breaker doesn't guess the pattern exactly in the last game. Uh, and an, an alternative is to score based on the number of coloured key pegs placed on the side. The winner is the one who has the most points after the agreed-upon number of games are played. So you can house rule it a fair bit. Um, we we tend, don't. No, we tend not to. We just play it as is. And we don't use blanks. And when we're not playing it and I didn't know that we had it... I didn't remember the rules. Now I do. Okay, so what do you what do you think of this game? What do you what do you? It's a really good game. Now that I know you're allowed to do four of the same color or any as you like of the same color, I could mix it up completely, like do a random. Yeah, I haven't wanted you to do that because I wanted us to just do it the basic level first. You got to learn to be really Mm. good at the basic, and then you can go forward. Now this one is portable. The um, where the little pegs go. They actually have a little lid, so you can you don't have to take the board. You can just take it somewhere. You could just take it it like this, but but you have to keep the turntable. We we wouldn't need the turntable. 
You can take it away without the turntable but to I'd save space. I'd rather have it. I'd rather have it. Yeah, but it tips it up to you a bit. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, these this cover comes off, and then you'd lose all your things. So you'd have to tape that up. But it's you don't have to tape it up because it stays in pretty well. Okay, so fun game. Um, what do you what do you rate that at? Mm, I reckon a uh, nine to eight. You rate it as an eight or a nine? Eight okay. or a nine or an eight and a half. I'd give it a lower one. Um, but I remember when I first started playing it, like I was when I was when I was your age. I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Now I've played it a lot over my life. I'd give it a seven. But when I think about how much fun it was to get it out and play with you again, mm. um, fantastic. We need to get Mika onto it. Yeah. But I'd rather do it with two people. Yeah, you don't need to do the five-player thing. Just do it two-player. Yeah, easier. just have it a two. We could have to do this game single, but that would be weird. You need a computer for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else to talk about on Mastermind? Nope. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Boggle Slam card game. It's a game for ages 8 plus, takes 15 minutes, and it's a game for 2 to 4 players. Yeah. And the and rating it, and is yeah, go on. 5.1. And the it's weight is 1.1, 1.2. And it's best with 4. Yep. Um, so it contains 55 letters set up. Gather the players around the table. One player nominates a word of 4 letters. Which is then made up from the card pack. The word must be spelt correctly. This is an example. Matt suggests the first four-letter word should be game. Search through the deck and place letters G, A, M and E in order on the table as shown. Distribute the remaining letter cards as equally as possible among all the players. Yeah, distribute um, all these. So can I just say something? If, shuffle them. If you Deal put a word out and say you put a letter out and then the word, you call it out and the word isn't real or isn't spelt correctly, you can't do it. Yeah. Which I have which done you were trying a few to do times quite a few times, you're sneaky. Accidentally, because um, I didn't know it was Now, because we're just reading from the little rules that come in this little card game, um, it says uh, the cards now. Now, take a moment to look at your cards. And note that there is um, one large letter located on the front and back of each card. You can use both of those cards. Um, it's just what I guess doing is giving you, instead of having seven letters in your hand, you've got 14. But in the top left-hand corner, on the G side, it's got G and A. So you know on the other side of the card is an A. Yeah. So that I'm makes like, it easier. That? Yeah. None of us knew what it meant, and then I flipped it over. Oh, these cards are double-sided. So quickly to play, uh, once all players have their cards, one player says, ready, set, and slam. Um, Now all the players And everyone goes like, slam, 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 slam. To try, um, trying to change the word in um, the frame by covering any of the existing letters with a new letter. But you can't cover it with the same letter. Yep, you've got to shout out the name of the new word, place the letter card over the top of the letter, change the word on the table. But you may only add one new card at a time. But also you're actually not allowed to put, um, what was I about? What did I say? The same letters back on top. The same letter back on top. I did that once, but we looked through the rules and then we said it said you're not allowed to do it. That. 
none of us knew. Yeah, so it says though words can be repeated during the play of the game, yeah. but players may not place a letter on top of the same letter. Um, there are some blank cards in there, so like Scrabble. And to win, the play continues until one player gets rid of their last card. The first player to get rid of all their cards is the winner. But if towards the end of the game, no player can change the word on the table, the game ends. The player with the least number of cards remaining in their hand is the winner. So it is a very well, also basic if, game. Well, we do it as when the first person that's run out of cards is the winner. Yeah, that's what your aim is to do. But. Yeah. So basically, it's a very simple game, easy to take away. You're still getting your words, so for you to learn how to change a word into other words. So you've got to mm. spatially be able to look at the word and go, now what could I turn that into? Because mm. it's not like where you're making a word. I've still got to work out if I've got if it's got the correct spelling for that word. Yeah. No, I think it's a great game mm. for, for you to help with your words and for Mika. And help me with my spelling and Mika. And it's a fun game that you can always, as a family, play and it's got some interest for everybody if for a very easy game uh, for the adults. Okay, uh, well, I'll give that a six. I don't know about you. What, what do you give it for you? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll give it a... Um, it's tough to rate. Mm, I reckon I'll go with a six or a seven. Okay, so I guess that's Boggle Slam. Anything yep. else to say? No. Okay, so we're nearly there. It's been a long episode for really us today. Really long episode. Yeah. Nearly as long as our Kickstarter episode. I know. Um, do you want to read up about the International Games Week? It's like, coming up is a, um International Game Week at the 4th to the 10th of November. Yeah, that's cool, isn't um, it? What do they do with that thing? So, well, um, ALIA is pleased to support International Games Week as a great opportunity for public, school and academic libraries to introduce fun activities and raise awareness of the social and educational benefits of play. Card games, board games, online games, every type of game is covered. I wonder if we'll be doing any board games at my school. I don't know. That's, that'd be good if you were. Mm, love doing that. International Games Week will run from Sunday the 4th of November to Saturday the 10th with interlibrary events running um, on, in some places on the Friday and the Saturday. Registration is free. Mm, that's good. And Australian sponsorship is provided by Good Games. So there you go. That That's a cool little thing. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was... The Christmas card exchange mm. on BGG. So we've we've signed up to uh, for seven. So what what happens is you put your name down you, you, on your BGG thing. You can say, "Oh, I, I would like to um, receive a, a Christmas card from four people, and I'm willing to send four Christmas cards." It could be anywhere in the world, and you just send a Christmas card. It's just saying "Merry Christmas." I hope you have a good time. We're from Australia. And happy, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Australia. Yeah. Um, you uh, you might need to put a little sticker in there saying uh. Board Games Basic Podcast. <laughs> yeah, from the Board Game Basics Podcast. And um, 
So that's, you've got to register by the 9th of November for that. And we're in for seven. So let's see. This will be exciting, our first time. I was just looking at the International Game Week thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, has, um, it looks like a meeple from Carcassonne. Oh, yeah, it is a meeple and a couple of dice, mm. which is cool. Uh, all right. Do you want to take us out? Yep. So our, so our email is boardgamebasics podcast at outlook.com yep and our twitter is bgb capital b for board no at at capital b for board game basics basic one one. yep we'll put it in the show notes um if anyone uh, is interested in doing the uh christmas card exchange i Mm. recommend you do that we're still chasing feedback emails comments you don't like it you like it give us an email we just would like to hear something a game that you might enjoy listening to that reminds me we did get an email from lachlan we don't have that here so we'll have to read that out next week yeah sorry about that uh i think it was saying that he really liked Catan and he's listened to the podcast yeah yeah. thank you very much for that lachlan Mm. all right I think that's just about done. So that's bye from me. And bye from me. Ah, we forgot to say thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Um... (laughs) I now, I was looking at my dice tower and I remembered the perfect time to use it, mm-hmm. which was when we were using, when we were doing Betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, yes. Oh, that reminds Cause, me. Because you got like eight dice rolling, six dice rolling, seven yeah, dice roll, rolling. roll nicely down there. Yeah. That reminds me. That's when we were playing it, Um, someone mentioned that we we needed your dice tower for this. Yeah, I know. They did say that. Mm. Uh. And Dave has Boulder's Gate coming. Betrayal oh, yeah. at Boulder's Gate. I think on Wednesday. Ah, mm. we'll get to play that. Alright, do you want to tell us a joke? Oops, that was my phone. It's got the little bow and arrow. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Alright, finish it off. What's the crocodile's favourite game? I have no idea. Snap! <laughs> Because I like to eat things and go snap. What do you call two thieves? What do you call two thieves? I'm not sure. A pair of knickers.